Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Last free feed of the year. Cause for celebration. It we did certainly it. is. We, we did it. We did it. We went through all of 2020, and which was a heck of a year. And we have get by, we've given episodes every single week this year, Rana. Uh, well, we've given free feed, free feed. every week. And yeah. then we've given the rest of ourselves, we've left the rest of ourselves on the dance floor on the Patreon. There's nothing left. Not to mention, we, we started closed down the disco. We started a bustling coffee business. We only started the business in June, by the way. That's six months. Can you believe that? I in actually, the middle of like, a pandemic. My jaw literally dropped. I actually can't believe that. June, I think, thirteenth was the day that we launched the coffee. Oh my god! And like so, the very middle of the year, almost literally. Wow. I mean, and. We have just been, we've had so much, as much as people say, you've gotten me through, you've gotten me through. We've said it before, we'll say it again. They've gotten us through. No kidding. Can I mean, you this imagine? Is like, this is such a, a highlight of our weeks that we get to do this and answer questions and have some fun because, listen, we'll take it where we can get it too, and this has been it. And we get to feel like we're connected to this fabulous larger community. It's and true. People have been so wonderful, and there's yes. been a real a real feeling of camaraderie yep. and community, and it's been a real blast. But at the same time, it's absolutely been a year where the most unimaginable things yep. could have possibly taken. I mean, things... That is why today we are doing a classic cliffhangers episode, and we have decided volume three is colon only in 2020. Can you imagine, Rana, a year ago, us looking at the absolutely no. heightened, crazy emails? No. We, I mean, I don't think either of us anticipated this when we started. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to tip uh, the information of what's coming in the in some of these, but these are questions that. If a year ago we got them, we'd say, fake news, fake news, fake news. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't want to say that anymore. I'm not going to say that anymore. Sure. We've got to give him less. People Ugh, have to stop give him paying. nothing. Stop paying attention to Let him die in the dark. Please. Please. Don't cover him ever. But we would get these letters and we would say, this is crazy. This is made up. This doesn't happen. And the pandemic has really brought out some of the most outrageous scenarios the and behaviors. The screws have been loosened. No, no doubt about No question. That. And, <laughs> that is the, and that is the theme of this episode. Truly. Only in 2020. Only in 2020. So we want to give people a quick reminder that this is our last free feed episode of the year. Yes. If you're absolutely dying for more Rana and Brian content, you can still get it on Patreon because we're not, the Patreon continues uninterrupted. That's patreon.com slash askrana. That's right. It is the opposite of girl interrupted. 
Correct. It, it is girl and boy uninterrupted. Correct. Yep. Uh, Five dollars gets you into the carriage house that gets you Welcome a bonus aboard. episode every yeah. week. Yep. Ten dollars gets you sauna privileges where you can see the video. You supposedly get an occasional private part from Brian. That's you have, true. You have access to the Rana Reads library, which is where I read a bedtime story like the Calm app to people. Correct. You have access to the original story by Tony Mana. Oh, the oh, our Christmas little Correct. bonus that we gave to everybody, which was fabulous. We got That's such right. wonderful feedback. We need an illustrator and a, and Simon and Schuster on the phone now. You know what? That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. I bet we, you know what? I bet some of our chili witches wouldn't mind illustrating that for us. I bet you're right. I bet uh, you're right. Our fabulous storybook written by Tony Mana. Yes. Um, that we did, did for people on Christmas. The night before Christmas, but- uh, carriage house version. Twas the night before Glick- Glickmas. Glickmas, excuse me. That's right. Uh, and that was really quite fun. People should check that out if they want to. Um, yep. And we should remind people, because we always forget to tell them, they get Rana and Brian ways. Oh, yeah. Where we're the voice of your ways. If Taking you, a road trip? At any tier, you get Br- Rana and Brian ways. And you just click the link that we have posted for you there, and it uh, it downloads onto your ways, and you can have us saying, turn left. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, uh, keep going. Uh, rerouting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rerouting. Rana, I thought of something a minute ago. Yeah. If this were a cruise ship. Mm, I really hope it never is, but. For the, for the carriage house. Yeah. I would say, welcome aboard. So happy to have you here. And for the sauna privileges, I would say, welcome aboard, madam. Please let me show you to your table a glass of champagne, anything you'd like. Do you know what you I mean? You would have been, there must have been a moment or two where you wanted to be a stewardess. A moment or two? Talk about ages eight to 16. Yeah. I think you would have been an excellent I would have been, I truly, host. I was such a good waiter, Rana. When I, I waited tables, were. I was so good. What kind of restaurant did you work at? So it was called 18th and 8th. It was in Manhattan. Uh-huh. And it, it was one of those like, it was in Chelsea, obviously. So it was like a, yeah. a gay Near version the original of, UCB theater. Near the original UCB theater. It yep. was like, it was like a diner, but nice. Does that make yeah. sense? So it had like sure. a full well, bar like and cap- it was They lit. had a place in, in Chelsea called Cafeteria. It must have been a little bit like that. It was exactly that sort of vibe. Yeah. And, cafeteria um, changed that genre a little bit. Yes, in, exactly. In the late 90s, early aughts. And the people who would come in, run it. Sandra Bernhardt all the time. Janet Jackson all the time. <gasps> I waited on her like Janet three. Jackson. She was, I don't, she was living in Chelsea for like two years or something. Really? Maybe less. Maybe she was recording an album. I don't know. But she lived in Chelsea, so she would get lunch there a lot. She would get dinner there a lot. Um, and and she what was does she look like in person? Gorgeous. Truly. And nice? The absolute number one nicest customer I probably ever had. Sweet? Very sweet. Exactly what you'd think. Honestly, it was the same. She would just be like, uh, yeah, just the pancakes. Thank you so much, baby. Or like, hi, how are you? Good to see you today. And would she have bodyguards with her? Yeah, there were always people with her. Were they outside the door or were they in the restaurant? No, there were always people at the table with her. It was always, Sitting, she was always oh, in a group of oh, like Oh, that's four. so sad. She would just I sit know. there with the bodyguards and have, would she I talk to them? I guess they were them? bodyguards. Maybe some were friends. I don't know. So would she talk to them or would they, she sort of eat and they just sit, yeah, sat around her? Yeah, but she was her. so quiet. But she would talk to them and she was, was she always tiny? so friendly. 
tiny. She was. Yeah. And, yeah. and I would always ask if she, because she hardly ate anything. I would say, do you want your food wrapped up? And she'd go, no, thank you, baby. It was delicious, though. Oh, you she was great. Me. Helen Mirren, I would wait on. Laura oh. Linney. Oh. It was fun. Sandra wow. Bernhardt, I think I mentioned. Yeah. And were they good tippers? Or normal tippers? I want to say normal. Yeah, 20%. Yep. Yeah. I want to say normal. Terrific. And then there were some theater actors who would come in who were sort of like second tier. Yeah. Like they but had made you knew th- who they were because you were a theater I knew who student. they were. And they were under tippers and awful. Really? Yeah. Are you willing to give us a name? No. But I'll tell you. Okay. Tell me afterwards. Okay. I really want to know. Wow. What yeah. a fantasy to be a waiter, a young waiter in New York and wait on all those people. It was so fun. And also it was like, you know, I just moved there. So it was just yeah. also like, the, I was newly living out. the dream. Completely. Living the dream. Watching oh. people come in after shows with their playbills. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. What a fantasy story. That's, you know, that's a little end of year gift you just gave us. I love that. Good one. Thank you. Uh, so just to remind people though, we're taking a break on the free feed from January 1st until January 12th. And we're relaunching on January 12th with what's probably the biggest star that you could possibly get on a podcast. This person is. Like I said before, there's not, I don't think there's one person in America or even probably in most countries who yeah. doesn't know who this person is. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. But keep an eye on our Instagram feed because we're going to have a little bit of fun content to keep them busy and while they're waiting. It's not the Little Mermaid. I want to say that. In the ca- it's not the Little Mermaid. That's She's true. She's not the guest. Yeah. Though Brian will be doing a one man Little Mermaid live show. Uh, where you get to see him pull all the wigs on and off, and that's going to be fun. I can't wait for that. I wouldn't mind during our cabaret show, Rana, if I do get a solo and I get to sing part of your world. Yes, but you should do Little Shop of Horrors or something like that in that okay. piece. A medley. It should be a medley, whatever it is. Sure. Like um, Grow For Me from Little Shop. Yeah. Or yeah. Part, part of the World. I would yeah. like to see you do that. I think you do a great job at that. Thanks, Rana. I'll do You'll a medley. decide. I'll do a medley. Maybe it's a Disney medley. Maybe you do a Disney great. medley. Yeah. I love that. And then Cody Rigsby would love that. He's a big Disney fan. He has a Mickey Mouse tattoo on his arm. But I want everyone to know I'm going to do it very sincerely. I certainly hope so. Yeah. It's an audition. The Every audition, performance is an audition. That's right. Yeah. The audition is, there's an expression. <laughs> the audition is the job or something like that. Yeah, something like that. The job like is that. the audition. There's the job is the audition, I that's think what is it what it is. Yeah. You're supposed to do your best. Leave it all on the floor every time. That's right. And I will. Uh, people have until December 31st to order the Ronica blend coffee. And then it is off the market. Limited. It has been such a hit. Honestly, we took, I mean, the response has been overwhelming. Overwhelming. Whether Whether you bought it just to try it, whether you bought it and you loved it, whether you bought it to support the show. We cannot thank people enough. Truly. It has been so wonderful. And just to know that we can keep the lights on in the carriage house yeah. for another four days as yeah. a result of these sales. It's true. I mean, but truly, it was such an incredible response. And we we cannot thank our fabulous audience enough. So we're raising our chocolate gelt martinis to all of you. Yeah. Uh, and I will tell people a little da- backdoor secret, which what? is that if the Veronica blend is oh really your favorite, it's off the map. It's off the limited edition means limited edition. It's Absolutely. off the market. Yeah. It's like the but Birkins, it, they burn the extras. 
Exactly. Yeah. If it's really your favorite though, mm-hmm. you can subscribe to it. And we have made an arrangement with the boys of Bixby where they, if they know you're going to get it for all the time, mm-hmm. they're going to keep a little extra. They're going to make sure it. Are you sure you want to say this on the free you. feed, Rana? The free feed of the people that love the Ronica blend, let's be honest. It's okay. a real free feed coffee. It's my favorite. Uh, and so if you want to keep getting it, um, you ca- you won't be able to buy a single bag like you, you like you can now, but what you will be able to do is subscribe to it. But you'd have to subscribe now. Yeah. Because it won't be on the website Correct. to subscribe after December 31st. But if you subscribe now, you can continue to get it. And I don't really, 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 I've told people I'm taking a break and I'm resetting and I'm yeah. doing what I'm doing. So what I really, 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 really don't want Mm-hmm. is to get a bunch of emails on January 1st. Don't do and it. say, oh, whoops, I forgot. Is it too late? Don't the do it. The answer is yes, okay? The elves close up the workshop on d- December 31st at midnight. That's right. So. And they take a break. We also want to thank our fabulous friends at Rhea Tisella, who have been uh, our sponsors this month of December. Ah. Uh. I just I have, got a shipment in from them, Rana. Oh, I have gotten such incredible feedback from people on these gift baskets. They're gorgeous. And have been ordering them. The teas also are just absolutely incredible. The food is really one of a kind. Gorgeous. Yeah. So this is your last chance to make the home chef in your life mm-hmm. feel like a Michelin star chef, as I like to say. That's right. Uh, and and uh, people have probably already used it, but 20% off their first order mm-hmm. with offer code Brian. That's right. Yeah. Why? A-N. B-R-Y-A-N. Yeah. But we Not W H Y, the letter Y. The B O W H Y A N. Yeah. Y. That'll be my autobiography. Uh, I, I can already see the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Pensive or contemplative. Yeah. Um, so there we are. All right. So listen, everybody, put your feet up. Have a fabulous new year. Um, do please be safe. If you're in Cleveland, don't go to the bars. Apparently, you can still go to the bars in Cleveland. Yeah, don't go. Uh, but uh, we can't thank you enough. You are the ones that make this place special, and we just love being a part of it with you. So kiss, kiss, and on to a fabulous episode here. Definitely. Now, this first cliffhanger, yeah. I believe, and to remind people, we do the cliffhanger, we answer them on Patreon, they know the drill, okay? Uh, exactly. This is like a best of Patreon for the end of the year, except we're putting it on the free feed. There you go. Yeah. But the people who don't get, they only get to hear the question. They never get to hear the answer. So it's here true. on the free feed, they get the answers. Yeah. This first cliffhanger aired in our free feed episode with the one and only Peppermint. Peppermint. Miss Peppermint. Miss Peppermint. Yeah, who was eating her breakfast during the episode. She was, but you know what? She was doing it really elegantly. I will she say was. that. She was. Yeah. She's a pro. She needed to get her protein in and do a show. And she's an absolute professional. She knew when to take a bite, when not to. She, she was absolutely listening. She was did. fabulous. Yeah. And she was in full hair and makeup and looked gorgeous. And she, she did. Was, she was a blast to have on the she show. Was. Truly. She was. very fun. Uh, so this, and the answer comes from Patreon episode 38. Frankly, I'm telling you right now, when we said only in 2020, you probably thought we were going to build these a little yeah. bit. Yeah. We have decided out of the gate to start with our absolute craziest question. Uh, so this is it. Our most outrageous, as outrageous as they come, excuse me. I would agree with that, Ron. And that's a pretty high bar. Uh, so there we go. All right. Take it away. All right. Here we are. I have to say you look terrific. So I, knew do you, you, I knew you were going to be a great hamburger. No, so do you, though, Ronna. I like knew the- you would. 
the wide brim hat and the mask and everything just looks so chic it's on you. Great it's a, a great, great look. It is a great look. Yeah. It is For a great anybody. look. Look at yeah. that. I love the yellow. I do love the yellow Me detail too. on the cape. It's such if, a surprise. If this isn't a reason to upgrade to sauna privileges, I don't know what is. Honestly, this is the look. <laughs> okay. Dear Ron and Brian and fabulous guest, which of which we have none. Thank you for helping me maintain a tenuous grasp on my sanity during this scary time which we are living through which we are all living. I live alone with just my beloved cat Chloe for company, but listening to your podcast helps me feel a podcast helps me feel very connected to others in a very real way. I am profoundly grateful. A while ago I found myself in a very sticky situation. And I'm hoping your sage advice can help me determine the best way to handle it. A man who I'd known socially for several months caught my attention in a more personal way. As we were chatting at an event, we discovered a mutual love of cooking. He is Italian. And as I enthused about eggplant Parmesan, he offered to share his mother's recipe with me. (laughs) He invited me to his house. Uh, to his home for an evening of cooking and eating together, while we also got to know each other better. I was happy to accept his invitation. We had a great time talking while making and eating the eggplant palm and also enjoyed a lot of lovely red wine and recreational wade. Whoa. Why recreational? I guess because it's not medical. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, One thing led to another, and well, I spent the night. Okay. We also had a great time in the bed that night. The next morning, I was the first one up because I had to use the bathroom. As I was trying to urinate, I could tell something was definitely wrong. Imagine my horror when I saw that I was utterly matted and stuck together (sighs) with chewing gum. Are you kidding me? That's her line, not mine. What kind of man goes down on a woman with chewing gum in his mouth? Was he too drunk or high to know that he had gum in his mouth? Was this some kind of passive aggressive act? My partner of the evening was still sound asleep and I was so flummoxed by the gum situation that I just quickly gathered my things and left. I I ended up having to cut the gum out bit by bit with scissors when I got home. Since the night, uh, since that night, he has been calling and texting me as if nothing is wrong. I have not answered. So obviously I have not spoken to him about that night and the gum. What should I do? I am angry and humiliated by this experience, but am I overreacting by ghosting him? Doesn't he owe me an explanation? Do you have any words of wisdom for me on how I should have handled this incident and how I should handle it moving forward? (laughs) Rana, are you wearing your readers right now? Of course. When did you put those on? They've been on the whole time. You didn't are notice you them. Serious? <laughs> I only just noticed. <laughs> I only notice just noticed. I, I was like, is she out of her mind? The whole that- time I've had them on. Guys, I beg of you. <laughs> I beg of you to go see this. I took a glamour shot in case we decide to post it on the internet. And First I of all, am I wearing my leather hand- pants, if you're wondering. I bel- I'm wearing my short shorts. <laughs> Something's never changed, Rana. You can put us in a different costume, but we're still us. I can tell you're not feeling great, but I can also tell you're you're having a good time at the same time. I'm having 
a blast. As good of a time as a person who's not feeling well can have. I feel like the Hamburglar would be someone who would do this gum trick. (laughs) (laughs) And then look both ways and exit. Oh, do that again. You did the eyes. (laughs) That's my favorite part is how shifty he is. The painting That's good, Rana. That's really good. That's like Scooby-Doo painting. He also does this. (laughs) Oh, that's right. He makes those little like- After he takes a hamburger. (laughs) Oh, he's the best. He might be my spirit animal, the hamburger. I love him. He might be actually. Yeah. Who doesn't like a little extra hamburger that they weren't supposed to get? Ron, uh, I don't know what to tell this person. What's I, your problem? What are you so upset about? Yeah, I think it was an accident. I don't think he did it on purpose. That would be so I think you, you drank too much. You ate a lot of garlicky food. He felt Ew. self-conscious, so he chewed a little gum. Tried oh, to, sure. Tried to clear his breath off. Or he's a person that doesn't enjoy perhaps having that. He doesn't mind doing the work, but he doesn't love the smell. Maybe like that's he wants an, a different taste in his mouth. When yeah, maybe. But he doesn't mind doing the work, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, if that's his workaround, what are we going to do? That does suck, though. Like, I, I, that's got to be such a pain in the ass to cut. Oh, it, takes- it doesn't. It doesn't. Really? Come on. Well, listen, it's the same for a man as it is for a woman. It's just hair. It'll grow back. That's true. And at least it's not hair on your head. No, it's not anything anyone's going to say. And what's wrong with having things a little bit high and tight for a change? Sure. Give it a nice flat top. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Give that work. Try that out for a little while. I was also going to say that the next time, just be careful if he asks you if you liked it last time, because he might have tried to test your limits fetish-wise to see if you liked that he put gum down there. He does not know this happened. He well, what do you think two, he thinks happened to the gum? He had. Too, he doesn't even know he chewed the gum. He had too much to drink. And so he doesn't even know this happened. And that's why he's texting like nothing happened. Not because he thinks this is some kind of a cool kink to have. Yeah, you're right. Because that really isn't. He just doesn't know what happened. And when she tells him, he's going to be horrified. I can't even figure out what the kink would be because just that, oh, I'm imagining her cutting her pubic hair right now. Look, if that's his thing, that he likes to chew gum while he goes to town or something, then maybe he's not the guy for you. And that's fine. But I don't, I don't think that (laughs) there's someone out there for him. I don't think that he thinks this happened. That's what I think. And you're never going to know unless you talk to him. But I mean, now you've ghosted him for a while. So it's gotten awkward, but I don't know. I probably would have said, are you aware of what happened last night? Sure. What do you mean? Well, I had a lovely evening and uh, it was a lot of fun, but much to my surprise this morning, uh, you left a little something Yeah, in a place where it didn't belong. What do you I mean? I felt like a fifth grade desk this morning. <laughs> Were you chewing gum? Oh, whoops. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I love it. I yeah. love chewing gum. Keep a, a piece of juicy fruit in your underpants from now on. <laughs> and just say you've done half the work for him. You could. They probably do make Wrigley's underpants. You know how they used to make all that branded Lifesavers underpants and yes. things like that. So if that is his fetish and you decide to continue with him, you, you might look into 
getting a pair of those. Yeah, but, but I would say gum in your, gu- getting gum caught in your hair down there is not a deal breaker unless it was on purpose. And then that's really hamburglary and fucked up and, and nasty. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of your cape, so I'm rearranging mine. Really? Yeah. You I like the way yours is hanging that way, so I'm going to try and hang mine that way for a change. Uh, I don't think that – I really don't think he did this on purpose. But there's only one way to find out. I don't think, first of all, you should be angry and humiliated. I don't know what you're humiliated about. He didn't – I don't – I really don't think this was an act of humiliation. No, I don't either. I would be – like, that would be really wild. You didn't wake up – He. I don't really – I really don't believe he intentionally defaced you in some way. I just don't I think he probably that. thought he just lost his gum if he thought about it at all. Yeah. I, that's what I think. I think he was just trying to, I mean, look, we don't know what the rest of the night was like, but it sounds like it was a lovely night. So I can't imagine that this is his weird thing that he does to humiliate women, but there's a real easy way to find out. And you're never going to know unless you talk to him. And if you had so much fun and he's a great cook, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, to me, this is a, this is potentially just a funny story. You could also say you you know you you left out one of the ingredients when you told me about your mom's special pasta, and that's yeah. that you put she put bubble yum in her vagina before she cooked it. <laughs> Rana, I'm not feeling well, and now you have me talking really gross. Uh, me? What did I do? All I did was read a letter. I know, but you made me dress as the Hamburglar. And for someone who's not feeling well, you really you really uh playing the character quite well. You acted you. like a real Hamburglar. Thank you. Um, I yeah, love that. I think I it's love worth going out with this guy your hat. I love the hat. I'm gonna. Do I love it. It's very, it's, it is. You know what? It's it's actually close to. Um, I don't know. It's very. There, there is something very chic about this hat. I'm not. Well, gonna you're lie. you're wearing it in a very Marlena Dietrich sort of way, yes. which I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 19. wearing it more of a traditional caballero gaucho. Yeah. Yeah. Gaucho slender man. Yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. Uh, I really don't think this guy. I really don't think this was intentional, but the only way you're going to know is it. I mean, if you liked him enough and you think you might want to go out with him again, you could respond. And you could also say, look, I'm sorry I haven't been responding. I wasn't really, this is silly. I wasn't really sure what to do with this information. Yeah. But the morning I left your house, you left a little present for me in a a place I didn't want it. And I guess I'm just wondering if that was intentional. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling he's going to be so embarrassed. It's too bad she couldn't keep the gum in there. For what purpose? So he could so come that back she and could get say it? you left something the last time you were here. Here. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Rana. There's nothing but honestly, it's a hilarious story. That whether this works out or not is still it's a hilarious just a good story. story. Yeah. It's one of those stories you're going to tell when you're a little about when you were dating and you'll never believe what happened to me sometime. And there isn't a thing embarrassing about it. I mean, other than the fact that it's a ridiculous, embarrassing thing. It's just a funny story. And by the way, you're already a finalist for the moth. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Yep. Uh, all right. Should we do? Uh, I really don't have much more to say about that. I will say thank you for sharing this because I think it's funny. It's great. It's and I don't of, it's, think it was a pa- some kind of passive aggressive act. I don't no, think I so don't at either. all. I think this is just a mistake. It's like, you know, he left his keys somewhere. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oops, I left my keys at your house. Now I have to exactly. come back. Maybe he them. thought it was her real mouth. Oh, boy. He must have had 
Maybe it was medical marijuana, not recreational, and it was stronger. That's true. I don't know. I don't either. Uh, I just think this was a funny story, and that's all it was. And that, but whatever you do, don't feel embarrassed or ashamed. And it's not. It wasn't to act against you, in my opinion. Yeah. No, it was just to you know, obviously, to to have a little memento and. Uh, it's better that it was th- a piece of gum than like a Werther's or a Certs or like, you know, he has good taste. A Werther's. Oh, I do enjoy a Werther's personally. Or a co- what is a coffee nib? Oh, you don't, you don't know what a coffee nib is? It's delicious. It's a coffee flake. You know what? That's what we should be making is I wish we could find a way to make <laughs> ask Ron a coffee nibs. Uh, what do you do? You put them in your coffee? It's a coffee, coffee. No, it's a coffee flavored candy. Oh. There's cocoa nibs and then there's coffee nibs. But Why? It's just a coffee-flavored candy. They're delicious. But why do they make them? So people can enjoy them. Oh. Why do they, why do they make cherry-flavored candies when they're not real cherries? Good question. I mean, I see your point. <laughs> why do they make anything as flavored as a flavor? You're there right, has to be right. something in order for the flavor to come from somewhere. That's true. Good why point. do they make lemon-flavored candy? Because people enjoy the flavor of lemon. Do they, though? Well, some people. Attention, Carriage House members. Run a year to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Brian. Rana, do yourself a favor. I heard you've become a total convert to this company. Is that true? I ordered the chamomile mint tea recently. I've ordered a few things. I ordered a gift basket. Excuse me. I ordered the chamomile mint. I ordered the uh, uh, turmeric ginger. Mm. And I ordered the vanilla rooibos, which I've had before from uh-huh. this place, which I loved. Yeah. Just because I wanted to bring some wellness into my life. I love it. And is there a better time of year? No. Here cozy, we are. cozy. We're closing out 2020. Yeah. We're closing out December. Yep. We're all looking to January where we're going to do our little reset. So That's this right. is the last week of indulgence before the first week of reset, shall Correct. we say? And what this better is bridging place. that that place? Absolutely, indulge in rare tea cellar right now. Excuse me. Absolutely. Use your offer code Brian for twenty percent off your first purchase. B r y a n. They have C e l l a r. That's correct. Yeah. As in cellar. Correct. Cellador. What does that mean? It's supposedly the two most gorgeous words in the English language put together, but I'm not sure I do believe that. Cellador. Cellador. Oh. How would you say it? But that's three words. Sella door. Two words. Oh, I thought you were saying like, I'm going to sell a door. Okay. All right. Well, why would I say that when we were talking about real tea seller? Okay. You just spelled it and I repeated it. You're and right. And you accused me of saying something sell-a-dua. else. Sell a door. 
That's okay. pretty, yeah. Celadura. It always makes me think of Stelladura breadsticks, though. That's the oh, only problem. delicious. But in any event, Rantisella, who has been our absolute fabulous sponsor for December, we oh. adore them, but they are the perfect place to go for the most incredible, hard-to-find, top, top, top of the line uh, gourmet ingredients yep. and rare teas, which they put, you know, what's fabulous about this business. It's their passion. So they put all of their passion into finding these incredible, rare, magical, best of ingredients. And they the take planet. out the guesswork of it because that can oh, sound totally. intimidating, you totally. know? But- I know it's, it's, you're so right. It's just like those general foods, international coffees with, or the cappuccino ads. It, it, they it, said, exactly. oh, I'll make you a cappuccino. It's so impossible. Da, da, da. Yeah. And then all they did was add water and they make the no- like they're doing the foam. Yes. And then they, they still bring go through the process cappuccino. of making cappuccino, but <laughs> just then deliver something but that was But someone wasn't. did it for you. And someone that's did it what for- this is. Exactly. To where like they'll, they're holding your hand through the whole thing of this is the kind of tea I want or this is the kind of, it's stunning. And they're the kind of ingredients also that because they have spices and this and that that make you say, you know what? I wonder what I could use that for. Instead of I want to replace what I'm already using in the same five things I cook. It it totally alights your imagination and makes you think, huh, what could I use that mirage pepper for? Yes, exactly. Very exciting. That's so, right. It's like traveling, really. Around, you stay in your kitchen, but you're traveling the globe. Something we could all, we all could yeah. really, it's a really, that's what fun, we need right now. Fun yeah. escape and um, totally fabulous stuff. 20% so, off your first purchase at Rare Tea Cellar with offer code Brian. That's a great Rare, deal. RareTeaCellar.com. And thank you for being a fabulous sponsor this December. Definitely. Happy New Year. <sighs> Chew on that, Rana. Chew oh. on that. Oh, I mean, chew. <laughs> I still, you know, she. I don't think she ever wrote back to us with a follow-up. I would love a follow-up on whether she ever got back in touch with this guy and whether there's been another uh, lasagna night, I, another bolognese night between these I two. I do love that ultimately our advice in one sentence would have been like, don't be so sensitive about someone leaving gum in your vagina. That was essentially what yeah, it was all. <laughs> that was our, our opinion was, oh, big deal. Someone left a little gum in your vagina. <laughs> You're lucky they were there in the first place. Exactly. Especially during a pandemic. That was a crazy one. Oh, that is so funny. Now, oh, Rana, that's so funny. Yeah. This next one comes from, I sure. think this guy is like a total throwback to like, honestly, like a Clark Gable type. So cute. This was from uh, episode 44 on Patreon with- On free feed. Excuse me, free free feed 44. And our guest was the inimitable Christian Brune of Canada, of friend of Moose Musselman. Close associate of Moose Musselman, no question. Star of Orphan Black and Ready or Not. Yep. And this answer comes from Patreon episode 29. So- Obviously, everyone's been working from home. And as we see in this question, it has some benefits and it also has some honest to God yeah, drawbacks. This is, this is, well, first of all, I want to say anyone that gets the chance to have a roll in the hay with Christian Brune would be crazy not to take it. I completely agree, Rana. He, to me, is like a Barrymore. He is just, especially in the cold Canadian winter. Yep. Wouldn't you like to be stuck in, a, in an igloo with him? This is the thing. I want to see him 
starring with Liam Neeson in some sort of outdoorsy thing. But yeah. I also want to see him in Private Lives by Noel Coward. I could not agree more. Do you know what he I mean? He absolutely has the ability to do both of those things. Totally agree. I couldn't agree more. He's the kind of guy that if you were stuck in the wilderness, there'd be no question he was going to make the fire for you. And build the, the float or the yeah. boat. Yeah. Or the raft. Yeah. Okay. Something. <laughs> Whatever needed to be built, he'd build it. <laughs> the structure. But in any event, that's right. This question really highlighted the level of neuroses that Zoom can bring out in people. Correct. And uh, yeah. No, this is a this is a true only in 2020. Only in 2020. Okay. Anyway, Rana. That's I, not why we're here. No, we're here because we got a question before and we had a follow-up before we answered. This it's question a, hit a real emotional nerve with people and it I inspired so. a follow-up before it even got an answer. Dear Rana, Brian, and guest, not applicable on Patreon. Yeah. First, I just want to thank you for making this podcast. It's a true bit of joy in this horror show of a world. I'd love to hear any advice you have on this issue. My husband's company is fully remote with employees working from their homes across the country, even pre-pandemic. His work is fairly independent, but he regularly works closely with a woman on the East Coast who is apparently very crafty. She's... Loaded word. Yeah. She she it shared, is actually yeah because people that are genuinely crafty hate the word crafty. That's true. They think people who are genuinely seamstresses or not seamstresses but tailors or seamstresses sure. or true pattern makers, true people that can make things from scratch, real artisans. Yeah, despise the word crafty. Yeah, yeah. like we're gonna get to it in our. Uh, book club, but would you have called Carl Lagerfeld crafty? That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. Okay. She shared some photos of the stuffed animals she makes with my husband, and he asked her if she would make one for our two-year-old son. I'm not 100% sure how the conversation went, but to my knowledge, he commissioned her for a cat in our son's chosen colors. He did say at the time he would pay her for it. A few days ago, we received a package with a beautifully made, super soft, oversized, plush cat. It seems like she bought the fabric especially for this project because it is unlike any of the samples in the photos she sent. I also noted, noticed the postage she paid to personally ship it out to us was over $20. I also noticed with my giant micro, my giant no magnifying kidding. glass and my Sherlock Holmes hat that I had on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I also yeah. noticed there was a, a dash of lipstick on the tissue paper. That yes, the, and <laughs> I, when I was taking in. fingerprints on the package, I also exactly. noticed, yeah. And I also noticed on our Instagram that there's only one glass that she uses that she just washes over and over again, and it's always put back into the uh, into the dish rack next. And to I sink. also noticed that my <laughs> husband's name is spelled in one of the stitchings if you read it backwards and upside down. I also <laughs> noticed that she that she stitched into the cat like in Phantom Thread an "I love you" message. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she better rip open that cat. Okay. We sent her a video of our son opening the package and some photos of him playing with and enjoying the cat. But when my husband asked her how much she would like to be paid for her work, her reply was, psh, literally. He, psh. He doesn't have her Venmo account info, but we do have her return address on the box. Is it weird, oh. rude, out of line? To, yeah, oh, no kidding. It's in, it's filed away, believe you me. Is it weird, <laughs> rude, out of line to send a check to this woman's house for her work, supplies, and the shipping cost? What amount do you think would be appropriate for this? Also, is this woman hitting on my husband? Uh-huh. Thanks, S. 
Was it all building up to that question, Rana? Of course it was, dear. <laughs> of course. The first question she's asking is, how do we equalize and wash our hands of this situation? Mm-hmm. I don't want to owe this. I don't want my husband to owe this woman a penny. I Great wish this point. never happened. This is now this cat's going to ruin my life. I got to look at this cat. Now it's my son's favorite toy. Favorite to toy. Look <laughs> at this cat. How do I get a check or a Molotov cocktail or an anything, a letter bomb to this woman's house? What do you What do you say, Brian? That's the first person that that question's for. Hey, Brian, how do I wash my hands of this? <laughs> I think Molotov and cocktails are. I think actually idea. this whole question is for you. Hey, Brian, also, is this woman hitting on my husband? Well, my first suggestion before we get to the last line was like, just send her some flowers or something or just a nice thank you gift. But it was like, well, no, if if they send her flowers, they can't be signed from the husband. No, of course not. It would have to be from her. Yes. They would have to be like, thank you so much for the cat. My son loves it. And then only sign her name. So what's going on here with our letter writer? I mean, normally, I think she's bored, maybe. I don't know. I I, I think that if this is, I'm not saying de- deny your instincts, but what other proof do you have other than she sent your son a stuffed cat and didn't want you to pay for it? I, I don't know what other, like, feeling you have. Also, I'm trying to understand, her husband works remotely and this other person works remotely too. So they don't even really know each other. Well, that's my question is if they ever even met in person to these people, do they have conferences and things like that? That's one thing I'm wondering because maybe there is some either previous conference or a looming threat in this woman's eyes. Okay. Yeah. She doesn't say she's worried her husband's cheating. She just says she's worried this woman might be hitting on him. Yes, but I think we need to walk that out a little bit. Okay. Because I think this is a husband that has either had entanglements with people before. Oh, boy. Or I'm going to say something very controversial. And it is not meant to be insulting in any way. It actually has nothing to do with the truth. It might just have to do with what a letter writer feels. Okay which is that a letter writer may feel that her husband is more attractive than she is. Uh-huh. And she might be, which by the way, again, that's a totally made up thing. Yeah. A letter writer may just be a jealous person. So right. it may be, but there's another flip to that also. It may be that a letter writer thinks everybody's hitting on her husband and that yeah. when somebody goes out of their way to do something for him, she immediately her buzzes go up. It may also be that her husband's a flirt and that a husband spends all day on Zoom and because he's home and she happens to be home, she gets to see the dynamic. Could you imagine, Brian, if either of us had a significant other that was living with us right now Mm -hmm. and they had to watch us on Zoom all day, they'd think, I'll I'll never have what they have. That's what they would think. Especially because, let's face it, when we have to do a Zoom call, I mean, we shine. And I'm sure Mr. Cleveland feels that way a little bit. So, oh, you're going to go. How could he not? So you're going, I don't really understand. You're taking Brian to the opera, but you don't want to go with me. I have to be honest, Ron. You're Brian to the vineyard, but I'm not allowed to come. Uh, Tell me again what, you're going to be in Budapest for a week with who? Yeah, me. Yeah. 
Well, he needs to grow up. But I will also <laughs> say this. I do think, Rana, that you, you've been a little cool with him lately. What and are you going to say with you? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you're always a little cool with me. That's why I always have to worm my way into you. But I was going to say, I think you could be a little warmer to him, but don't invite him on any of our plans. No, I don't need to be any warmer to him. Okay. okay. Either he's happy with the way this is going or he isn't. And that's fine. That is absolutely fine either way. (laughs) I'm not looking to get anything going any further. Yeah, you're good. For all I know, somebody else is going to worm their way in. I don't know. You know, I'm- That's true. Everyone wants a piece. I'm not looking to get tied down right now, okay? Right. I've done that. I had that. It was wonderful. Now I have my freedoms. But more importantly, either there's a flirtatious dynamic or just a fun work dynamic. Also, they're talking about things that she can't relate to because they have a work relationship which is they have inside jokes, they have this, that. Normally, your husband goes to the office, and you don't know what he's talking about with people there. You just know the rhythm of what happens when he comes home. That's true. And so if he comes home and everything's fine, and he's delighted to see you, and he's happy to see the family, and blah, 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 you don't really think about those things. They don't take up space in your mind. Right. It wouldn't be bothering you because you wouldn't know if he was laughing at her jokes, completely innocently laughing at her jokes, at the at an office, or flirtatiously laughing at them because that's yeah. what people do. People do. Okay, They're we can't own people. Yeah. Do I think Bob was making all the secretaries and the nurses laugh at the hospital? Of course. Well, Rana, can I be fair about that? Yeah. You sort of also, from my recollection, I mean, I don't think he would have hit on the women he hired. To be honest with you. Well, I was very careful about who ran That's the office. What I mean. Yes. So they I might was, have flirted, but I think you rested easy at night. I think an, a perfect dynamic in a doctor's office is all the nurses and, and the do- and the secretaries are in love with the doctor, and right. the doctor is not attracted to any of them. That's right. the perfect. But then there's the Arnold Schwarzenegger effect. So what do I know? Sure, that's true. You can't. Every now and again, there's a curveball you just can't predict. You can't escape. Uh, <laughs> death something like that but you certainly there's just certain things you can't escape it's true yeah but let's just say for a moment that our listening our letter writer is not being oversensitive or that she's being oversensitive enough in the right way meaning that her spidey sense has been tingled by this and something isn't sitting right with her that might be something to pay attention to it doesn't mean that it's this woman who's driving it necessarily, but maybe there is something there. That's true. You can't, you can't, you know, discard your your intuition about things, but you also don't want to overreact. I mean, this could simply be a case of everybody being bored, including the woman who just finally had something to work on. Yes. You know, who had like, oh, good. I'm not really doing much except working. I now have time to create this enormous cat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How big is this cat? I'd love a picture. Honestly, but, I'm, it's it's I, to I me. It. You're it's Grizabella. Those F.A.O. Schwartz in the cat in the, in the corner cats that could eat this child up. Absolutely. By the way, if that is the case, I would like to talk about the arrangements to pay for some of the uh, supplies, et cetera, et cetera. Right. To me, this is a stuffed cat that she sent her. 
I love that she's saying that she also, by the way, a letter writer is so not crafty that she thinks that people only use, that they buy a certain kind of fabric and they use what they have hanging around. And that right. if this woman even used an inch of anything that she hadn't already used on a mouse or a panda bear or something yes. else, she is madly in love with the husband because she had to take a trip to Michael's during the pandemic. <laughs> Second time Michael's Which, by the way, is probably what, the only thing that's keeping this woman alive right now. Yes. She, the other thing is, I'm questioning, is he her boss? Does she... Is she looking for a way to get in with him? Yeah, a that's little true. advancement. I mean, the other, you know, they don't even work in the same office, so it's not like she can compliment him or she can, you know, how do you get, how do you ingratiate yourself with somebody over yeah. Zoom? And also, like, other than telling them their skin looks incredible and that you don't know what their new routine is, I'm telling you, Ronna, I'm with you. I am. Every I'm night. with you today. I see it. You look great. You look really. I think it young must be a combination. Gorgeous. I think it must be a combination of the lighting. Whatever Maybe. it is, let's just enjoy this day, shall we? But Rana, I'll never achieve your glow, but well, I mean, today feels good. There's a lot that goes into this. That's true. And I have the advantages of, you know, a little makeup, a little this, a little that. Yeah, I really should have put it yeah. on this morning. I, I forgot. No, you look thing. fabulous. Okay, thanks. But I do think if you're a person who thinks everyone is hitting on your husband, then you need to look into that. That's either a jealousy thing, a boredom thing, something to do with you. Or it's also possible it's something to do with him because he has been an unsteady foundation at times in the relationship. And therefore, you always have your eyeballs out a little bit for what could be coming down the road. So that is something you have to examine on its own. If you're a pretty steady person who the relationship, you don't really notice this or that. And this is making your intuition tingle. Then that's something to pay attention to. Yes. I still stand by you sending her some sort of thank you gift. Honestly, even if it's just a note, I don't know. Or I think a note is per, I don't think you need to send her anything more than a beautiful, as we'll get to in our book, a beautiful handwritten note. Thank you so much. Yep, and you sign it, and you also, you, and make it clear, also sign your husband's name. His handwriting should not be anywhere on that card. The letter, the note could just come from you. That's true. It could just come from you. I think that's, that's a, it, because that even- That just you, says, be, back up. Yep, it's a back very up. sweet gesture, but it also means like, eyes wide open. Exactly. Boundary. Exactly. Boundary. I yeah. think you're going to be a-okay. I would love to see, we don't have to publish it anywhere. I do want to see a picture of this enormous cat. Yeah. I'm dying to. I, again, we still don't know how big it is, but I would love to see a picture of this cat. Which, <laughs> by the way, let's so let's read our note that we got. Oh my uh, God, of course. As our pre-follow-up. Please. So look, here's another piece of advice from somebody else who this also hit a nerve with. So, hi, Ronna and Brian. Love the show so much. It gets better each week! Exclamation point. So nice. As a quilter which is interestingly enough, also tied into the book that we read for this week's book club. It is. Because the grandmother was a quilter. Yes. As a quilter, I thought I could provide some perspective on this week's cliffhanger. I personally do not sell my quilts because I find that most people are unwilling to pay what they are worth in terms of my time and the materials. That That said, I often make quilts for others for free, especially baby and wedding presents but only for people who I love and know will appreciate it. If the crafter, guess this is what they call the 
They're in their guild, what they call each other. Sure. In their the crafter guild. Yeah. <laughs> if the crafter who made the cat is anything like me, it's just fun to do something nice for someone that appreciates your work. I've made quilts to give to male and female coworkers with no expectation of repayment, nor would I accept it if someone tried. I always say, just send me a picture of the baby on the quilt and we'll call it even. That's a good idea. And I just want to say again, I absolutely, I mean, practical advice, pragmatic advice. I absolutely do not think you should try and find this woman's Venmo or send her a check. Or, I think that's insulting, to be honest. I do. It's I a do gift. too, because I actually think this this uh, woman, Jill, who just wrote the follow-up, is dead on. That like, yeah, those things are, if you really wanted to pay a they're good priceless. price for those. They're priceless. Pri- ex- that's exactly they're right. They're priceless. And they're priceless. And they're priceless. But also- there are different ways that people express their appreciation or th- also this is a woman. There's a certain amount of you want to be flattered if this is what you do. So you send it to somebody and you want them to say, you this want it is to be gorgeous. Yes, yes. This is, you worked hard and you want your art to be appreciated. I However, do have to say, says it, Jill. Oh yes. Okay. As someone who was left by her husband for his coworker this past December, I'd say that if she has reasons for alarm bells to go off, she should trust her gut. I didn't trust mine for too long, but I eventually rooted out the cheetah and throw him out. Please never stop this podcast. It got me through a very, in all caps, tough winter. Kiss, kiss, Jill. Jill, my heart goes out to you. That scandal. is a scandal. And I, I do have to say this also. And and actually, this bounces off that. Not only sent her a picture of the baby um, <laughs> with the cat. I already know what's coming. Send a picture of you and your husband in flagrante. Yes. Is that what you were going to say? Completely. <laughs> Either him inside and here you. here are some pictures my husband and I took together. Are you inside him if you peg? Or making out or oh, whatever it is. Brian, what is pegging? What does that mean? I don't want to hear that. It's when like a woman puts a strap, on- A, a strap yeah, on? exactly. Yes. Ugh. And pegs the guy. I can't. You know what? That's the kind of stuff. I still can't decide if I'm happy if you bring it up on Patreon because when I'm not embarrassed for you in front of our other 90,000 listeners. You're being heterophobic, Ron. Or whether I- <laughs> Well, that's true for sure. If there's anything that I've been accused of that's accurate, it's that, of being heterophobic. All right. We got to move on. Well, Rana, absolutely incredible. Uh, That, Uh, I I still, again, I would love a follow-up on that, too. I I would, too. From from the uh, stuffed animal maker. I know. I wonder if the daughter still likes that cat. I wonder if she, I mean... if I was the wife, I probably would have uh, not from. Sorry, I want don't want to follow up. Oh, I guess I wish I could have a follow up from both of them, mm-hmm. but I probably would have already accidentally dropped that cat in the trash or, or donated it to Goodwill or mm-hmm. something like that by now. Yeah, but I'd love to know if I if I writer was able to adjust her attitude as a result of our advice or whether she still stands. Whether it's been more evidence of. Uh, somebody making moves over Zoom. I'd be very curious how it played out. Speaking of which, Rana, I'll just have you know that Yadvina did tell me that the bath bombs I put in your room discreetly to see if you'd try them, she said they were even no longer even in the house. And I thought, did she use them? She said, no, she asked me to throw them away, just so you know. 
Well, there's two things that are true in that statement and one thing that isn't, okay. which is, yes, you gave me the bath bombs. Yeah, yep. Yes, I told her to throw them away. Those are the two truths. Okay. The lie is that Yadvina didn't use them to take them home because anytime <gasps> I tell Yadvina to throw anything away, she takes it home. Oh, that makes me so happy. I hope she really, really experienced Unless something Unless Yadvina wonderful. even hates a bath bomb, maybe. So I guess- She didn't want you to know that she took it and used it because she just felt like that was a little bit. Well, now I know why, because I'm going to actually need to know when her payday is so that I can go to her for the reimbursement. Well, I would not say, technically, I did not re-gift those bath bombs because I said throw them out. But Yadvina and I have a little code. She knows throw it out means it's hers if she wants it. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you say, Rana. Okay. All right. Next up. Yes. We have a kleptomaniac with a spelling problem, as I recall. That is <laughs> this woman. I mean, honestly, <laughs> she was all over the place. I have to I have to tell you. I think she was a he in the end. Oh, excuse Remember me. Remember we thought she was a we thought she was a she. This was five and finger discount. It turned out she was a he. That's when right. I looked at the emails later. Oh, uh, okay. But this first appeared with Langston Kerman. Oh, I love to say Kerman. Langston Kerman, who's simply the best. In Free Feet 46. If, he's, if there's someone cuter than Langston He Kerman. is one of the most handsome people, I will say. And I hate that I've now called all the Christian and Langston that talked about their looks, but they just both got it, you know? I'm sure they don't mind. That's true. Who minds being called handsome? That's true, Rana. I'm so tired of being known for my looks. That's what I say to people. Yeah, nobody ever. Yeah. Yeah, what a joke. Yeah. Uh, this was Free Feed 46, and the answer was on Patreon 31. And this is it, <laughs> absolute mean, 2020 insanity wrapped up in a little bit of white privilege, as I recall. Absolutely, so, yes. Everything wasn't about the pandemic. This had a very tangential uh, Black Lives Matter feel to it, as I recall. Absolutely right. A social injustice, I'm going to say. I'll say but, it too. Yeah. Okay. Dear Ronna and Brian, I'll cut to the chase. I'm a klepto. Spelled wrong. Back in college, AKA, oh, that's right. I always want to say Cleopatra when I see that because it's for the C. Back in college, a.k.a. struggle times, I got in the habit of something I ironically call white privilege bartering at the self-checkouts at major chains like Target. It started off innocently, pricing the organic single-source coffee beans like store brand or accidentally scanning only one of the two bottles of soap I'm buying. However, I just turned 30 and I still do it. And I, and believe it or not, it's only gotten worse. I've graduated to secretly ripping the tags on cheaper items and getting the fancier one. For instance, ringing up a $45 kitchen scale with the tag of a $9 one. I used to be open about it with loved ones, but have been shamed into silence because of their justified worry I'll be caught someday. For the record, I never got above items that are 50 bucks, which is the cutoff where stores will press charges if I ever was caught. The fact that she knows that. Well, sure. (laughs) Did a research. After hearing Brian's story of his aunt gaslighting him to a life of crime, I felt seen. And Rana's comment about the the women who steal and get the bills sent to their husbands— I felt I saw my future. I love the thrill and it quells my anxiety because for a brief moment, I'm in control of the world and I'm screwing over the system. It's a real high. So what do I do? 
I'm sure I could tackle it in therapy, but it's hard to not justify it in my head. Do I keep going till I'm caught and learn my lesson? Or do you two have any insight on how to kick a bit? Do you two have any insight on how to kick a bad, if not thrilling habit with love five finger discount? I think my favorite line. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. There are some good ones in this. I think my favorite line is uh, the breeze breezing right by. I'm sure I could tackle this in therapy, but. And then finishing the butt with something that has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I think I could, what did she say? I'm sure I could ta- tackle this in therapy. But, uh, I, 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 but, but it's I'm, hard to not justify it in my head. Exactly. Which so is I, exactly the, the entire point of therapy. Exactly. Because you believe that. I'm sure I could tackle any problem in therapy, but then I wouldn't get to do the problem anymore. Exactly. I'm sure I could tackle this in therapy, but the therapist might say what I'm doing isn't right. I'm sure I could tackle my fear of intimacy in therapy, but then I wouldn't get to just stomp on people's hats and ghost them anymore. (laughs) Completely. (laughs) Completely. I mean, also, as soon as you are aware of the terminology that 50 bucks is the cap, like time out. I think you got to chill. So what's the real question here? I don't know, because she is she even asking us, should I stop? I love the thrill and it quells my anxiety because for a brief moment, I'm in control of the world and I'm screwing over the system. Which, by the way, what system are you screwing over? You start the whole letter by saying that you call this white privilege battering. So you are acknowledging to us that you are that you are you consider yourself a person of white privilege. Is that right? Yeah, that she knows she's not going to get profiled or caught because she's white. Right. So it's also a bad uh, terminology. White privilege battering. It really isn't that. I don't. Re- yeah, you're really, not really bar- yeah. bartering. Is I don't an know agreement. who you're battering with in this situation. <laughs> yeah. She means bargaining in her mind, I suppose. But what she's saying, I think, is what you just said, which is no one's going to say anything to me. I can go in and I can do this as long as I keep it under fifty, and this is where the thrill comes in. And no one is going to say to the white lady, "Excuse me." I think those beans are this, not that. So she's what she's actually doing. The thrill is actually coming from her position of privilege. The thrill is, that's the gas in this tank mm-hmm. is that runs this car, is that she knows that society is constructed in such a way that she can get away. I mean, of course, this is the thrill of shoplifting is I'm going to walk in and I'm going to see what I can do and or of a con, any con where you right. dare someone to actually call out what is happening in the moment as opposed to manipulating their either place in society or their predilections or their personalities so that you know, we're talking about not, we're not talking about pickpocketing. We're talking about somebody who's, who. Premeditated. In, yes. And who engages you in a, a con because they know you are susceptible to what they're going to do. And she, I mean, listen, and 
he or she, I can't remember what, but they walk in. Oh, I think in, it's a she. I, I think it's wrong. a she. Yeah. Oh, but, I just assumed it was a she. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but this feels like a woman to me. She walks in. I mean, she she calls it out in herself. She's just clearly self-aware and that she knows how this system works and that she's not going to be followed throughout the store and all of this. And yet she knows that and honestly – it means something to her because she knows she can get away with it. So she's aware of like, I don't know, the permission that her whiteness brings, yes. which is also odd. Well, maybe that's a way for her. By the way, I actually, I assumed this was a woman, but I really don't know. But yeah. uh, maybe this is a way for them to snap out of this. Maybe if you, because really what needs to change yet, if anything, I mean, first of all, let's just say what, what we're going to say here. You're a thief. Okay. Right. And by the way, you're not going to bring down a system, a corporate system, like $35 at a time. No, those are all lies that you tell yourself, <laughs> just like it's a lie that you tell yourself that this is something that you need to feel a little bit better. Yeah, because you're also sending – you're also still buying things from that system. You are a thief. That's the first thing that you need to tell you – to understand. No matter what your little tricks and bargains and what you tell yourself, and at first it was fun and da 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 da, da. And of course – and it's mischievous. And of course people do this. But it is stealing. So let's just say that, first of all. Right. Maybe if you're able to see, you're not bothering me by eating your bar, Brian. I'm sorry. I have two more bites left. You are just like a kid in class. You just tried to pretend you weren't eating snack in class when you're not. You you're know right. what? It's the first day of school. You're right. And your mother didn't send you to school with breakfast, so you had to eat a bar in the middle of class. You had to have a Nature Valley granola bar in the middle of class. Ugh. If I never eat one of those again, I'm the a okay. Worst. The worst. You know you're in trouble when their best flavor is honey. I could not agree more. Could <laughs> not the, agree more. The peanut butter in a desperate, desperate pinch. Because they put the peanut butter layer on top. Yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you're able to see that the only reason that you have a permission to behave this way is because society is constructed in an unfair way. And if you're able to see, let's say, I'm going to assume that this is the thing that you do, that's sort of your dirty little secret. And then the rest of the time, you're living your life in a very stand-up manner. And I'm mostly going to assume that because you're a member of the carriage house. And anyone who's in the carriage house with us is one of our friends. That's right. And in general, and I say, actually, somebody commented about Maria, who wrote in about her charity. Yes. The last time. Yep, I remember. And I commented back on the boards and I said, you know what? Let's give Maria a little bit of a break. She is a member of the carriage house, which means she usually exerts impeccable taste. You're right. Impeccable judgment. Plus, she was trying to find a foothold in her new town. And she was willing to write in to us and ask for advice. She wasn't just nonchalantly doing whatever. She put herself in the hot seat, and she deserves credit for that. And You're right, Ronna. we used her story as an example, but I'm sure Maria is a lovely lovely person. No doubt about hot, it. Hot 100% in the right place. Totally. And I bet this 
for person is matching with Black Lives Matter, is donating to this one, donating to that one. And I bet it's something that they feel strongly with, about that's important to them. Yeah. But if you're going to live in a time where you're going to acknowledge your place in the system, which is a big part of what has been the national conversation right now, which is what am I either doing in my daily life or how am I benefiting from a system in my daily life that uh, contributes to the fact that we're still stuck in this moment, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. It does. Well, what you're doing is you are exerting your white privilege, as you say, your word, in order to get what you want. But it's not because you're screwing over the company. It's because society isn't willing to look at you as a white person and say you're a thief. They're not criminalizing you. And you're taking advantage of that. But what you're really doing, you're not sticking it to society in any way. This isn't moving the ball forward in any way. You're just stealing because it gives you a thrill. So what do you want to do about it? I don't know. Maybe nothing. I mean, honestly, you're probably never going to get caught. Breezed right by therapy. That, I think, is the answer. Not to mention, I don't know if it weighs on you at all that, like, I don't know what the circumstance would be, but someone who works there could get in trouble for this. You know, once you're, if you're ever caught, why weren't you watching the self-checkout better? You know, you just never know who could be hurt from something like this. Yes. Um, But I do think, I do think you're right, Rhonda, that it really is the thrill thing. And I do think you should check that privilege. If you see yourself as a cog in a system that's broken, and that you care that that system is broken, maybe that's a way. The problem here is this person needs a little bit of cognitive behavioral therapy. So they need to basically, I'm not a therapist, as we know. I take no legal responsibility no, for the none. advice that I give you. And if, by uh, the way, good luck trying, because she's got a team of lawyers that is bulletproof. <laughs> well, Brian tried to reopen his contract the other day. and they, I mean, come on. What? Your NDA, you tried to open your NDA. Of course I did. Are you going to write a tell-all book, your Michael Cohen book about me? I'm halfway through it right now. It's all, I I haven't really, (laughs) I'm doing it all into a recorder and then I was hoping that maybe Yadvina (laughs) could type it all up. She can, but it'll be in the Cyrillic alphabet if that's okay with you. Sure. But you need to find a new way to examine this because it's really just, in its essence, if we take any moral judgment or anything else out of this for a minute, it's really just a very bad habit that you have that is tied to a reward system. Mm. So you're really sort of a mouse in a cage that just keeps going for a pellet. And like those mice that they give cocaine to, and they just keep taking cocaine. Surprise, surprise. Right. But the mouse isn't making a choice really to take cocaine. It's just that that their brain is now wired that way. Right. This is a bad habit. If you want to break it, and not to mention the fact that probably people have been fired in the past for, you know, that that you are contributing to a system, but taking all of that out of that. If you want to break a habit, you need to either go to therapy, read a book, figure out another way to deal with your anxiety and to deal with this feeling of powerlessness or powerfulness, whatever that powerfulness, is that a word? Power? Sure. 
that this is obviously some kind of a deep issue for you. And so you either want to examine that or you don't, but Brian and I don't have any advice for you other than either deal with this or don't deal with this, I would say. I would say that's true. And and also look, whether you're giving Target $9 or $45, you are giving Target money. Well, so that justification, you, you can throw it right away. Right, yeah. and they're giving you a head of lettuce totally. and a tube of toothpaste. That's right. And guess a pair of Nikes. Guess who you're screwing over now? The kid in wherever that made the Nikes. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a whole supply chain behind you. Not to mention the people who have to pay full price. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, I mean, you could just be getting extra bucks for free. That's true. CVS Extra Bucks. I've said it before. I'll say Rana, it again. You tip you me off to that there, and I've never gone it's back. Like, it feels like stealing. You go in there, you only buy what's available. You buy $200 worth of toilet paper or whatever, and you get it for 100 And you Go get into coupon like hacking. Stealing. No, no. And watch this the is, numbers go down. I don't know. You're right. I think I think this, this is, is about a charge. This is about they're never going to catch me. They're not going to say anything. Right. This is a total charge that this person is getting off of this. Just don't like break into people's homes or anything and get no. a charge that way. But if it's really a habit, if it's not getting any better and it's yeah, a habit I, I don't you want to break. Gonna get caught by the way. And it sounds like you do have a therapist. The most important thing you can do and it's going to be It'll be a tough session, but also you just, it's, what's the big deal? It's just a secret. Though they say their family has talked to them, don't they? I think she said something or they said Hold something on. like that. I used to open up about it with loved ones, but have been ash- been shamed into silence because if they had justified worry, I'll someday get caught. Yeah, go, I don't know, go get a, um, you know, join, join DOS from Nexium. That'll give you a thrill. Okay. There we are. I don't really have, I, I'm going to be ac- accused of not being too sympathetic to this letter writer. And well, it's I hard feel- to be sympathetic with her. I, I will say, this is what I will say. She's clearly self-aware. She, you know, she clearly understands her position, which is good, but also you're not doing much about that. So just, you know, back sure. off. I mean, admitting it out loud is the first step, of course. That's true. That's true. I think you sort of have to have a, little mini conversation with yourself and say, do I want to change or don't I want to change? And I have to say the people who make me the most exhausted in this world are the people who can't be accountable for what they do and who can't see what they do in a way that is responsibility. I mean, and that she clearly doesn't want to yet. Um, but it's an, it's an annoying trait. There's nothing good about, there's nothing good about what you're doing. You know what I mean? Are you siphoning money from an anti-choice organization? Okay. It's still illegal, but go for it. This is your marking down things at target because you know, you can. Yeah. I think it's an old, it's just an old problem. It's something she's been doing for all or he, whoever for a long, long time. And it's a coping mechanism and it's enough already. Get into you're, gambling. You're turning, <laughs> but it's a bit like gambling. Yeah. And you're turning 30 or you're 30. So it's enough. Don't take that medication for restless leg syndrome. Doesn't work. It does work, Rana, but get this. I heard what of is the, it? I heard of this American Life. I forget the name of the medication. It makes you a gambling addict. 
Okay. You cannot get enough. We're going to need a link. You got it. Now, isn't that so interesting? Because restless leg itself, I'm sure there's a physiological this and that, but the actual feeling of it is like being a gambler at the table. Completely. What am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? I need something. I need something. I need something. That's the feeling of it. Yeah. So, but then you just think if I could just get this leg to stop moving (laughs) and you get the leg to stop moving and then your brain goes off and say, and, and so then it activates the actual physicalization of the thing. People have lost everything. I I also want to say there was an article in the New Yorker. I think this is the article from 2008. Maybe I was looking it up while you were reading that. This might be the one, uh, or there was another one, which basically they did a huge article. I think this is it. It's called Stop Thief uh, from August 25th, 2008. Okay. And it was all about, um, what do they call that? There's a word for that. They call it, instead of calling it theft, they call it uh, loss prevention. Oh. Okay. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. So instead of calling it shoplifting or anti-shoplifting, they call it loss prevention. Got it. And this article goes deep into how much money these major corporations lose in a year. Oh, do they lose a lot? I mean, millions and millions and millions. Wow. And I mean, I almost shouldn't suggest this. I was going to say, keep doing to them it to, to read because, well, this it's a big part. It's such a huge initiative of how they have to run their business because they have to account for. They know a certain amount of loss is going to happen, and so I it's see, all right. about the systems that they're using to try to avoid this for, for loss prevention, basically. But it was fascinating. I still think about it to this day. Check that out then. That sounds so. Yeah, good. that's Stop probably thief. it's probably more of a guidebook for this person than it sure. is than it is something that's going to help them feel bad about it. But then but maybe you should read the guidebook and be like, everyone does this. Fuck you, that. You're thirty, dear. It's enough. Yeah. Figure it out yep. and figure out what the root of it is and figure out where that powerlessness came from and find something else to deal with your anxiety or grow Tatum up. Tatum O'Neill stopped shooting up when her daughter saw her doing it and understood what she was doing. That's just I, a little anecdote. No comment. Yeah. Sure. So I would say to this person, I've worst seen, case, have a kid. I've and seen d- those two out together. Remember when Ryan O'Neill hit on Tatum at Ferris' funeral? Do I remember? It's one I mean, of my favorite stories ever. Me too. Oh, at her funeral. What a piece of work. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ronna, how would you like to be stuck in a room with that person? I, <laughs> I think I've been stuck in a room with that person for about, how long has this been going on? I've been stuck in a carriage house with that person. You know what? You're not wrong. I did identify a little bit with five finger discount. Um, but I'm glad that there was some honesty there because I do feel like this was a year for self-reflection and it was time we yeah. all came clean about things. Yes. And I think that good things can come from that unless you're a criminal and then who knows? I do, th- I have to be fair and say we do experience a fair amount of catharsis in the carriage house. There's a lot of catharsis. And there are people who, when they know they can write to us anonymously, really will tell us a few things that I hope to God they don't tell anyone else in their life. That's true. There is a little post secret about it. Yeah. 
Post secret. Oh, remember, remember post secret. Yeah. So there we are. All right. Now we have a one final cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And this letter was first read on the episode featuring the intrepid, oh. unstop. I oh. mean, she's got guts, Rana. If people have not already, yeah. they need to go right back onto Twitter, right back. All you need to do is Google Clarissa Wood and Navalny, N-A-V-A-L-N-Y, or just Clarissa Wood. It was on her feed, too. Sure, she can get it there. Sure. This Is this coming back from maternity leave with a bang? No kidding. She and Bellingcat, which is a uh, sort of like ProPublica here. You know sure. how they have ProPublica pu- pro or ProPublica, however they say it. Uh, and also uh, Frontline, that same sort of organization where they right. do that real in-depth, excellent, excellent reporting. Yeah. And Clarissa teamed up with them and they went after the absolute thugs who poisoned Navalny, who was really uh, the most prominent uh, member of the resistance movements, shall we say, in Russia. And a very handsome guy, if you ask me. There we go. Um, He's very Russian, which I don't normally go for, but he's really got something. Sure. Um, Even after being poisoned. And it turned out (laughs) he had been, he maintained his vitality even after being poisoned, which is really really saying something. Yeah. Uh, And it turned out they poisoned him with a Negrana. Excuse me. Yeah. Well. They offered him. This was, it's very they funny. They just messed up the ingredients, Rana. Well, somebody said to them, he ordered a Bloody Mary. Yeah. And they said, oh, we don't have the ingredients for Bloody Mary, which in in Russia in the summertime is at least the craziest thing I've ever had. I mean, honest to God. Vodka and a tomato. Yeah. That's what you don't have? Yeah. A little Tabasco? Come on. Right. So they said, how about a Negroni instead? Which, by the way, who wants a Bloody Mary? Whose second option is a Negroni? Well, the truth is, I would have taken it. If anyone offered me a Negroni, I love a Negroni. So I would say, it's not what I thought I wanted, but sure, I'll take one. Yeah. And the only thing that saved his life was that it was the worst tasting Negroni he ever had in his life. He took one sip apparently and instead of, but that's so Russian, these Russian bumbling uh, assassins is that they're such peasants. They had never even tasted a Negroni. So whoever mixed it, no one tasted the Novichok, of course, because they don't want to die. Sure. And so he took one sip and he says, it's disgusting. I'm not going to finish that. So I probably would have finished it anyway. Yeah. You know what I would have done? I would have sent it back and had to make me another, and it still would have had the Novichok in it, probably. Well, I was going to say, I think you would be it would be a very difficult person to poison because you have such a specific sense of your your senses are like what they like. Yeah. You know, heightened, heightened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. but anyway, she then showed up on the doorstep Unreal. of Unreal. one of these assassins, and it was so hysterical because only in Russia, and there she, there he was. Uh, in his house shorts and no shoes. And she came right to his door with a CNN camera and he opened the door. It's a terrific clip. People should watch it. Unbelievable. Okay. This was on the answer. Do you think was she on... ever thinks of me, Rana? Clarissa? Yeah. I do. I think when she's looking, thinks, thinking to herself, <laughs> when was the last time I had a great time and a great laugh? She thinks about you. That's what uh, I think. I think, I think about her. She would love to have a drink with us in London. She's a lot of fun. She's well, from what I remember, she specifically invited you for a drink in London. 
everyone and knows if they invite in. me, if they invite me, they're <laughs> inviting us. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. And also, they don't want to presume you're a big star on 911. They don't want to presume sure. that you're available yeah. to just have a drink with them. I'm too so. big for Ronna Glickman and Clarissa Ward, said no, nobody the, ever. They assume I've got nothing to do because I'm just some old lady who has a podcast. You're an actual star. You're running an empire, Ronna. That doesn't translate to fame and adoration, dear. Okay. Okay, ask Oprah. If it does or doesn't. Oh, ask Oprah. Okay. Okay. Ask Oprah. She pushed some oat milk latte for $18 for Meghan Markle. She's (laughs) upset about it. (laughs) And I, of course, want to try it now. I got to say, Rana, before we get to this last one, I do love your relationship with Oprah in that you you really do love her and she also kind of drives you a little nuts. Well, I love Oprah, but she's crossed over into some strange space. She has crossed over into now. yeah. It's all. I it's really she wants it, money it, now. It was the or it's some kind of laziness because she doesn't. It's not that it's laziness. It's that she's not doing the show really anymore. Yeah. So she's not as connected to everyday experiences. She I think she that's more right. moved into that spiritual plane, which she's yes. which she's incredible in. She is, but she's more interested in. The way people behave philosophically and why they behave now, as opposed to she used to be balanced that with sort of the everyday nitty gritty yeah. of people's lives. And that was what was so incredible about the show is that yep. people could relate to those stories and also that she would shine a light and spend a real hour in depth on things that you might not have thought too much about. Yeah, to her, that show was incredible. But when she started pushing that truffle mayonnaise is when she lost me. Right. Yeah. About two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But she's still Oprah. She's still Oprah. She's you can't deny Oprah. it. Okay. okay. So this was uh, from Patreon episode 34 is- Is, is where em- we answered this. Correct. So yeah. enjoy this one. This is and from Free Feed 49. Buckle up. Buckle up. Okay. So All right, for, the, here we for, go. for Cynthia's first, and I also just told everybody that when you listen to the show, you hit pause before we give the advice because you try to see if we're going to give the same I advice do. that I you love do. That. I do. So this is pretty fun. So Brian's going to reread the cliffhanger. We'll have a little bit of a, I have a couple of pieces of business and then we'll get into the discussion of the book. Ronna, this okay. actually changes everything about the opening of this letter. Dear oh, yeah, Ronna, yeah, Brian, yeah. and mm-hmm. guest, Cynthia. Mm-hmm. I'm writing today today for some advice on dealing with a neighbor. My roommate and I live in Brooklyn and are fortunate enough to have a balcony patio, which has been a godsend these past few months. We've loved being able to relax in our outdoor space during quarantine and even purchased an outdoor heater so we can try to squeeze a few more months of use out of it before winter. Here's the problem. A tenant recently moved into the apartment downstairs and she stinks. Literally. She's the kind of smoker who tries to cover up the stench of tobacco through the liberal use of air fresheners. Yeah. Because she keeps her bedroom windows open at all times. I love patio, those people. They do the spray at the same time. They finish the stamp out the cigarette and the spray lights off. Right. Same. And you, you're just supposed to act like you don't smell a thing. <laughs> I knew a makeup artist once who would smoke with a glove on. So and then she'd come fingers. back and do your face. Oh. Ew. Yeah. But you take the, smell it. take the glove. Of course, it was all over. It was in her hair. It was everywhere. Yeah. But she would smoke with a glove on. Go Cynthia, on. Cynthia, do you smoke with gloves on? Well, that's a different story. The uh, only one she's on, no. the, on the Orient Express. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I wake up and it's 300 years ago sure. and I'm a man. Yes. <laughs> Fabulous. 
<clears throat> because she keeps her bedroom windows open at all times, our patio now constantly smells like stale cigarettes mixed with Febreze. I cannot overstate how strong and nauseating the smell is. My roommate and I pretty much stopped using our patio because it's so overpowering. The smoking tenant in question has a lovely, spacious backyard that we have never seen her use. But if she could smoke out there, we think it would help. The layout of her building is such that any smell coming from her bedroom window gets trapped on our patio, but air from her backyard is more open and wafts away. I know this is a difficult time for everyone and people need their stress outlets. For some people, that outlet may be relaxing in bed with a cigarette. So is it unreasonable for me to ask if she can close her window and start smoking outside? Spending time in fresh air on my patio has really been getting me through all this craziness, and I miss it a lot. Any guidance would be greatly appreciated. Love the show and the advice. Keep up the great work. Best, Darcy. Cynthia? Well, I mean, I lived in Brooklyn for a long time. I had a lot of downstairs neighbor problems. I mean, all you can do is ask, but this is apartment living. And you are sadly usually stuck with whatever the other person is willing to do. But there's no problem with asking nicely, with explaining the problem. Um, And then I guess I would also wonder if there are any regulations about indoor smoking in the building. Some, I mean... Smoking is so regulated in New York State. I I don't know if I don't know how that works. At my place back in LA, you can't smoke anywhere inside or outside on the property. So you you oh, really? it at yeah. So it actually and a lot of buildings on are your like, balcony you couldn't smoke. No, a lot. But can you smoke marijuana? You know I don't. Probably but you probably could. You probably could in your room. In like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but a lot of buildings are like that now. So actually, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with Cynthia that I think your first move should be to find out if it's even legal that she's doing this. Cause then you could involve like the landlord and stay out of it, but, or maybe well, that should be your second it. move, but you I do never, think, I think that should be your second. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just think you, I don't know you, how do you ask is the question. Well, that's always rough because when you do it in person, you're taking someone by surprise and putting them on, and they, it's likely they'll be put on the defensive right away. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would be tempted to write a lovely note with a little box of cupcakes, <laughs> you know, or something like that, and just explain, just explain the situation and say, you know, we haven't been able to use our patio. We can smell everything. Um, is there a solution to this? It's a bit tricky because the smoker already has shame about their smoking. Because right. of the Febreze? Because the, well, they're smoking inside, they're covering it with Febreze, and the not smoking. The key to me is that they're not smoking in the backyard. Because if they didn't care that everybody knew they smoked, they'd have a little table out there, and they'd go out there, and they'd have a cigarette, right. and they'd be reading the newspaper. They'd have their smoking corner, which is what a lot of smokers do. They have a little spot right. they go to outside in the summer, of course, if you're a smoker who doesn't want to enjoy a cigarette outside. Right. And have a but little the ashtray. Is literally, and everyone can see you. So they everyone feel ashamed can about see you. Point. Yes. Yeah. But if you didn't care, then that's what you would do. Right. But they do care. And so, 
And also they were bad enough smoking that it's, it's not like they'll say, oh, I'll just smoke. I'll take go out front and have a cigarette. They right. need to smoke in their apartment. Oh. That's, I mean, I can't even. But I think the landlord would be very upset to know that somebody was smoking like that inside their apartment because Probably. it just stays in the walls and the carpet yeah. and everything else for years. Yeah. But it's very tricky. I don't, I'd love to know a little more about the neighbor. I wonder if they're also a young person or if they're, you know, what else is going on there. All I can think about is rear window where everybody wants to keep <laughs> right. to themselves, you know, right. and they, nobody wants to get in anybody else's business, but everybody's in everybody else's well, if business. This person- well, and that is the compact of New York City. Yeah. Yes. You don't get in, you know, I mean, I can count on one hand the number of apartment building neighbors I actually knew their first names. Completely. And sometimes even recognized. Do right. I, I felt like I was constantly right. seeing people for the first time for years. It's also about to be not patio season anymore. Right. This is this is very true. What about a fan? For the upstairs? Could you put you a for the up- fan on the patio and blow the smoke back down to the to the person or blow it away? Yeah, I don't exactly understand what's happening. So the person, the window is below their patio. I don't they think they really the have a patio. I think building. it's they have a balcony. I think it's like a redone brownstone, or maybe yeah. it's one of these modern buildings. But basically, the person on the ground floor has a garden apartment, so they have right. the, they have a little outdoor space, and then above them, so that person is either coming outside and smoking where they have privacy under the overhang right. of the balcony above it. Or they're smoking inside the house, opening the door, and the smell is coming up. And it's absolutely nauseating. Of course it is. It's disgusting. I'm starting to wonder if maybe the first step is finding out what the building regulations are, talking to the landlord, and... Because the landlord could knock on the door and say, yeah. we can smell smoke coming from your apartment. Yes, right. exactly. As opposed to the people the upstairs The landlord can also say, us. like, we've had several complaints about the smoking indoors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that she, cause this is, even if it's well received, I feel when, if you do it by a letter or something, I do think that she, this downstairs neighbor, he or she will stop until they don't want to. And then they'll just do it again. Do you know what I mean? It might work yeah. for a week or two, right? but. I think that that's right. That, I mean, the person you have to have the real conversation with is the is either the landlord or the property manager, whoever that right. is. And you need to say to them, "This is a delicate issue. I don't. We're not sure what to do, but so and so, we can smell. I mean, yeah. it's so yeah. bad. We don't want to embarrass anyone. We don't want to make someone feel bad, but we're not able to use. I mean, there is also, especially with what's going on right now in New York City, there is also an opportunity to say." We can't use a part of our patio, and um, we—that's why we took. What the do you apartment. think about a little rent renegotiate? Like people are renegotiating their rent. That's true. And you have an actual valid loss of use. Um, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't go into this in a hostile, threatening way. No, but, but just no one like, wants anyone to be dissatisfied like, with hey, their apartment. Hey, this right is now. you know, we're all we're all you know, chances are we're all going to be stuck inside back again for a while and yeah. winter is coming and we like to be able to sit outside on a nice sunny morning and have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's best in the landlord's hands because 
also, as you mentioned at the very beginning, it is just sort that is otherwise that really is just city living. And unfortunately, you yeah. if it's all legal, if it's all above board, and right. if if this person ignores your advice, you're only really recourses to either get fans or make that place better for you, or you would have, right. you would have to find it. Also, place. they can smoke in a lot of other places. You right. can't and sit outside on your balcony sure. in a lot of other places. And maybe they can even, maybe there can even be some sort of like between these hours, here are the hours. I mean, that gets a little, that gets, nah, that's, for, for, forget I even said that. That's unnecessary. I think you just have to say, yeah. it's, we can smell it. It's coming through. We don't right. feel like we can use that balcony. Yeah. Uh, I was just you, thinking about the time that I yeah. had a downstairs neighbor who wanted me to keep my two toddlers out of the living room between the hours of 6 and 9 a.m. on Saturdays and Sunday mornings. Oh <laughs> out of the living room. <laughs> yeah, just strap them to their beds. For, give them a, ba- a children's Benadryl every, yeah, on exactly. a Friday night. That's outrageous. So they don't wake I, up till yeah, 10 a.m. It's just so outrageous. I'm like, do you think they know how to levitate? Like, they're toddlers. I've lived under... <laughs> like, I can't even get them to, like... Wipe their noses. That's insane. <laughs> I've lived under a family who had two toddlers before, and it's annoying. But at no point yeah. did it cross my mind to say something about it. They're children. No, because well, it's I hope life you had a rug, Cynthia. I hope you had a rug. Of course, I had a rug. Of course, I had a rug. That wasn't enough. Yeah, it's That's city living. Was ever enough, Rana? Nothing was ever enough. Never enough. <laughs> Never is. Okay, you know, it was enough when we moved. Sure. Oh yeah. That's, so. Yeah. Okay, talk to the landlord, find out the rules of the building, make it happen. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And by the way, this isn't getting any the better. The best solution is always one where you don't even have to really talk to somebody about it. And the best way to activate yeah. the landlord is to say, I don't want to go this far yet, but you know, it's yeah. getting to the point where we can't use our balcony. I can't use something. It's really yeah. what, yeah. really why we took the, the place. Yeah. So I don't want to get into that conversation yet, but I'd really love it if you could make it so that we're getting full use of our unit. Mm-hmm. And if not, I'd love to talk about. Does she say she's in a rent? Or he or she say they're in a rental. They, don't. they have a roommate. I'm sure they're in a rental. Yeah. yeah. Just if they're in a co-op, then you have to bring it to the co-op. Oh, talk totally. to the board. Yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah. true. If you're in a co-op, yeah. there already would have been 40 complaints. But I just got a letter. From, this is true. I got a letter from mine. They sent it all the way to Boston Rana from LA because they were so upset that I guess- How'd they I, get your forwarding address? I can't believe I, it. Yes, I did. But I guess they yeah. had, I guess on my patio somewhere was like a brick that was a foot away from the balcony's edge or something or something like that. And I got this nasty note about, I mean, they co-op put up with nothing. What do you mean a brick? It was like this thing that was, I was just like uh, securing a plant for if it got windy or something, but it was like well away from the balcony, from like the edge. What would edge. it do anyway? What if it was on the edge of the balcony? What was going to happen? Like there's no, there's nothing under it. I don't know. It was know. like a hazard. It was, it was a fall hazard. And, yeah, they yeah. said if it was too windy, I was like, it's literally like it's a forty pound brick. Kill someone. Fine. So you na- so that means your neighbor Comple- said something. Absolutely. Which like somebody that could see into your balcony. Honestly, which like fair. I guess I don't I don't really mind that. But the, I, there's my, always a busybody. Compl- and my point is that co-ops I and landlords hopefully don't mess around with that kind of thing. No, they don't. We know who it was anyway. It was the guy in the sign time sweatshirt with the Mike's Hot Lemonade from the hot tub. Because he couldn't. He's just trying to get your <laughs> attention. I, I had a little call me by your name with 
<laughs> a guy who's retired and who wears a Sondheim sweatshirt and loves my card lemonade. And he saw me swimming one day and he offered me one and I kind of rejected the whole thing completely. So actually, Ron, uh-huh. I'm thinking you're right. This might be yeah. retribution. He was wearing a Sondheim sweatshirt. Brian was swimming and then he offered him a Mike's Ad lemonade. He was he sitting out. on a lounger, but fully clothed. I mean, I like the Sondheim sweatshirt. Just too. watching Brian. Sw- well, you like it by itself, but when it's combined with the Mike had le- Mike's had lemonade, yeah, it gets felt very tight. Elastic pants, very it becomes, very, it becomes something very different. Pants. Yeah, don't knock elastic pants story. Are you this kidding? It's all I'm living in. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, please. <laughs> Rana, I have to say, there's nothing I love more than a cigarette smoker. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I don't. I just don't like the smell of stale we smoke. We like coming cigarette in. smoke is on film and getting revenge. That's yes. right. Yes, on we film like to, getting revenge because we don't have to smell it when we're watching them. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But I don't yeah. need a daytime downstairs neighbor smoking it. Up. I'd like an update from this person too, from Darcy. We didn't get an update. I mean, why are people no. writing to us? And it's not fair. This is like when your friend gives you advice. You give advice to a friend who wants to break up with someone, and then you never hear what happened. Yep. Come on. We want our updates. Send us your updates. Send us your updates. Uh, okay. Rana. Well, yeah. We did it. Free Feed 2020. That's a that's a wrap on Free Feed 2020. On Free Feed 2020, only in 2020. It's only a 2020. wrap on 2020. It's a wrap on 2020. Any final thoughts on this year, Rana? I just have to say, I think it's been pretty... We have to always look for the silver linings. And so as much as we've all felt fenced in and claustrophobic and, you know, started out loving Zoom and then hating its guts and then, you know, not wanting to look at another screen as long as we live, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of people, you know, in our audience and around the world have lost people dear to them. And we do want to say, take a moment and say- that we're thinking of you and we sit, whether it was to Corona or to something else, we want people to know what an awful year this has been for people that needed to mourn or needed to connect with people in certain ways that they weren't able to. And that that has been devastating. Uh, But I always think, and I talk about this often when we talk about grief from time to time, I always think the silver lining of that is that that pain or that adversity hopefully makes us realize how important those things to are to us mm-hmm. and that we cherish them. I do think it's going to be funny the day after the vaccine, everyone gets the vaccine, you know, we hit herd immunity. I think life is going to go exactly back to where it was before it was all of so this. so upsetting. <laughs> what is not going to change one inch. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the Biden presidency and the administration, how things change as a result of that. But I think people thought this was going to change the world and I don't think it's going to change much. Mm-hmm. That's, but we'll say that's a maybe a sad prediction, but that's also a testament to human Some people nature, want I that suppose. though. Yeah. Yeah. People, this is like people that have a terrible illness and then they recover and they think, I don't want to think about that anymore. Yeah. But I do think there's been that silver lining that people have taken time for self-reflection. They've taken stock of who's important to them in their lives. They've done a little work on themselves and realized where they're 
touchy points are. They've gone over the accounting and made sure that everyone's getting paid what they need to get paid and oh, making sure that ever. everyone's getting paid back they for, ever. for yep. produce and oh, all that sort of yes. thing. Yeah, making yeah, yeah. sure that the correct people are Venmoed, making sure that, you know, that, that we're keeping tabs on right. every ounce of behavior in every ounce of reconsidering some of my money making ideas, like just making sure that everyone absolutely that's right, making Lana. sure we're speaking up for ourselves <laughs> and right. getting exactly what we deserve. That's right, uh, and that we're not taking advantage in any way. That's right. And, that, and, and so we, I do want to officially announce in twenty twenty one, no more free shipping on the coffee. Yes, we're going to see that money. Not true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but making sure, of course, and that we're always being so grateful to the people that who have allowed us to stay with them or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is in your situation, whatever that version is for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I but. mean, I, I, yeah. Okay. I, I can't think of anything, but yeah. <laughs> I love you, Rana. Thank you for everything I this love year. you, Brian. No parentheses around that at all. Thank you. I love you without parentheses and with with a capital Y. What do you think of that? And I love you. Actually, all caps. I love you and Rana, all caps, but with a <laughs> tiny R at the end. A little R? What's the R for? Registered trademark? Rana. Oh, Rana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe it's an R, R part to the R squared because you like to look at things in mathematical I equations. I certainly do. Rana, that did you know some- that in England, if someone doesn't show up for a date, they call it a runner? No, I didn't know that. On first dates, I guess it's when someone, they think someone might leave a date. They have a name for that. And it's like, oh, oh well, we got I, a runner. I, I would have thought a runner was when somebody walked out on the date. You are correct. But I yeah. guess it happens so often there that they have a word for it. It's another reason to love England. It really is. Because people drink too much. So they just think yeah. they were in the middle of the date and they think, ah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. I could stay here. I could go next door and meet my friends at the pub. That's right. That's right. There's something Low very threshold of very yeah. sloppy and very honest about that. When it enters the popular culture and people just do it, it goes from being the worst thing you could do to someone to being like, eh, whenever fair someone enough. excuses themselves to the bathroom, the other person always says, uh, "Are you a runner? You're gonna go. You're gonna be a runner." And then <laughs> they always say, like, if they're in there too long, they go to the waiter. They go, "I think she's a runner." Oh, I'm going to go watch First Dates again tonight. I got to pick that up again. Happy New Year to Happy our New beloved, Year. beloved carriage you, house. We couldn't do it without you, and we feel so connected to the world through you. We will see you on January 12th, but uh, there may be a little secret uh, surprise in the feed on uh, whatever that day is. What is that, January 6th or 5th? Yeah. It's not um, my penis. No, it's not going to be that, but there could be a little surprise in the feed. It won't be, it won't be a brand new episode, but there could be a, a little surprise in the feed. So keep your eyes peeled. It's Tuesday, January 5th. Sounds a lot like somebody's birthday that I know. Mine? Uh, no, Marana, mine's in July. No, not yours. Whose? I don't know, dear. I'm trying to... Because th- uh, yours and, is in... Yeah. January. Yeah. And so, I know it's toward the beginning. In any event, maybe right, I'll, I'll drop a little out. birthday surprise for people on my birthday, or Rana's birthday surprise. I, or maybe I'll, I won't. Maybe I'll be, I don't want to think about you for 10 days. Maybe that's possible. I know too. what I'm going to get you, Rana. Um, and get, no, no, no presents this year. Cold, hard cash. I don't want any gifts this year. But, but I was going to give you, you cash. I don't want, if I want your cash, I'll take it out of your check before I give it to you. <laughs> I don't doubt it, Rana. <laughs> 
but keep an eye and keep an eye on our socials because it's going to be some fun stuff going there. Counting down to I'm not telling you oh the most God. exciting guest we've ever had in the carriage house. I'm so excited for people to uh, there have been to many milestones this. on this show. I will say the yeah. fact that we have this guest is a milestone. Big fish. Big fish. Big fish. Big fish yeah. in a big pond. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised. Surprised they can fit in our pond. Honestly. So there you go. But yeah. our pond is so nice, Rana. It's a nice pond. Yeah. It's a very nice pond. Yeah. Yeah. If I was a fish, this is the pond I'd oh, want to Oh, no be. question. Yeah. As you would say. <laughs> All right, dear. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.